Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. I see him at this party and like we, we go to the bathroom and he pulls out his, you know, and he's like, name it. Like, it's yours. You should- <gasps> he did not. Oh, my oh, God. No, I'm not no, kidding. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the vibe? There's some damsels in the DM. Do you? Do Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro. And today is a very special episode because it is the Valentine's Day Spectacular. And you might remember from last year, we had some very um, salacious uh, bad date stories, which we will be bringing back. Um, We have some very special guests. people who are very close to the damsels family we'll call them best friends of the damsels one guest who you will not expect at all (laughs) a mystery guest that we are so excited to talk to we have another guest who wrote the book people i've met from the internet on the lots of salacious stories as lauren mentioned Yes. And we are pumped to get into it. As you know, we can at times be a little cynical um, about love and romance on this podcast. So there is no better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than the ups and downs of dating. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Well, today we have a very special guest. It is our intern, Lizzie Schneider. Lizzie, please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how we got so lucky to be working with you. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Lizzie. I am the social media intern here at Damsels in the DMs. I am a junior at USC studying communication and public relations. Oh yeah, fight on, baby. Let's go. And I actually found Lauren, who also is an alum, yay, through a fashion industry association club. And they were like, hey, my friend, her podcast needs an intern. And I was like, you know what? It's it's like COVID semester. It was last year. And I was like, I want something to do. I'll get some experience here. And then, you know, we had a little interview and the rest is history. But yeah, hi guys. Happy to be on today. By the way, everyone, Lizzie is the best intern ever. Oh, you guys. You're Absolutely so- amazing. Any job you need her for, hire her. Okay, Lizzie. So in your college days, you are really bringing us this Gen Z perspective that we so need. So can you please tell us what your relationship status is? I am 20, 40, and single. We're thriving. (laughs) You know, we're just living our best life out here and learning about all the social structures that come along with casual dating. Have you been in any serious relationships while in school or maybe during summer? My freshman year of college, I did long distance um, with my ex-boyfriend who goes now goes to school across the country. 
So I did that all of freshman year and then half of my sophomore year. But uh, that was the only serious one, I guess you could say. It was a year and 10 months. But I don't know. I have some had some situationships, I guess, um, since Ooh. then. But mostly just, you know, one-nighters. Or, oh, how's it going? Like, I'll see you around. Please <laughs> tell us about these dating stories because yes. three of us have been out of college for <laughs> years and um, I'm not going to age us, but please tell us about these Gen Z dating experiences. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll start out with something that happened actually a few nights ago um, that was quite funny. This doesn't have anything to do with a boy, but I uh, was on, it was like 10 p.m. In my, in my sorority house, and I was working on a PowerPoint for three straight hours on not only my whole phase, but all of the men I've ever had any, anything with. It's gonna make me sound insane. But I put so much time into this because my other friends had had this PowerPoint night um, like the week before. And I was like, oh, I wanna do this too. So I was like, we'll do another round. It'll be me and a few other people. So I make this PowerPoint. It is a long PowerPoint. Like I put in the work, I put in pictures, I put in like descriptions, like bullet points of everyone. And then my roommate comes in carrying roses and a cute little gift bag. I'm like, oh, hi, like, wh where are those from? It's like, oh, my boyfriend just asked me to be his Valentine. And mind you, they've been dating for like a long time. Like, okay, not a long time, but like eight months. Okay. So like, it's a long time in college, I guess. <laughs> and he walks in the room with that and tells me this. And I was like, okay, so I am making a PowerPoint on like my whole phase. And your boyfriend of a long time just asked you to be his Valentine. We are not the same. <laughs> I was like, I love that. However, <laughs> fine I'm doing great but I don't know it's like college it's really odd because you have like all of these like pre-setup events and also people are at such different stages because like all of my friends were like ready for a boyfriend like we want someone to just like cuddle we're all touch deprived I don't know but like and like have someone to do things with and all the men at our age they want that but like they have no idea how to get there like they're so emotionally immature and it's like a weird what a difference between like 20 and 21 to 22 can do. I remember that age and you were speaking fucking the truth. Like <laughs> it was, it was really hard dating the guys your age, like God bless them. Right. They're just little kids. Like they're so young and women are just, or girls and women are just so much more emotionally intelligent at that age. Um, and it's just a genetic thing. It's not no shade to, to men. <laughs> Um, but it is really hard to date, especially, I mean, men and women, it could be whatever, but at that age, it's really hard to like, you know, find someone who's got their shit together, but like, how is someone going to get their shit together when they're only 20? Exactly. Like one of my closest guy friends, like he always talks about how like he wants like a wife and kids and what he wants to do in his future and you know how he wants a girlfriend and he was like offended once when I was like I don't know if he could get a girlfriend and I was like you've never had one before and you literally told me you can't commit taking a girl out to dinner like I don't understand <laughs> I'm curious though do you have any crazy stories of dating app uh incidences I have so much content for you okay <laughs> so, the first man that I met off of a dating app so this is like about a year ago um my ex-boyfriend and I broke up and I was like you know what best way to get over someone we'll meet some more people so I, I meet this guy on a certain sports team that I happen to really appreciate um <laughs> water polo USC let's go nothing like a man in a speedo on a Sunday morning okay <laughs> that's right. oh my goodness so I meet this guy and he's nice whatever he tells me to go over to his apartment to drink some wine 
And he's like, the later you wait, the worse quality the wine's going to be. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay. He's also my age. So I'm like, sure. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I get there and it's one of those bottles that you like need a wine opener, like a corkscrew, right? Well, he doesn't have one or he can't find it. So I literally like lead him on a tour around his house because I came over for wine. I'm ready. Right. And don't find it. So, you know, do some other stuff. Anyway, as I'm about to leave, I wanted to take the wine. And I was because I was like, you promised this wine for me. Like, I'm going to take it. He would not let me take it. He was like, but it was $14.99. And I was like, okay, cry me a river. So it was St. Patrick's Day, like around St. Patrick's Day too. So he was like, oh, well, my mom sent me candy. Like, do you want any candy? And I was like, no, like, it, it's fine. Like, no. He tosses me candy. And as I'm walking, anyway, and as I'm walking out the door, I'm like, okay, whatever, bye. Like, he walks me out, but still. So I get into my car and I look at the candy and it's gold coins. I was like, sir, you don't pay me for my services. <laughs> like, excuse me. We never talk again. But another big uh, dating thing. So I'm in a sorority and a lot of the things, like we have invites and stuff and like fraternities have invites too. Time of um, my life. My no, glory I love days. Them. They're so fun. <laughs> um, but sometimes it can get a little fuzzy if you're going as like friends or if you're going as a date. But like, even if you're going as friends, like you're still there as a date. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. You still have to like be respected, I guess. Um, so I went on a, I went on a formal with this dude like had a fat crush still kind of do actually I very much do but it's fine and we're just friends which is okay and that's how we were going but he still like was left the dinner table to go talk to another girl like on his phone and I was like all right bud like thanks for that and so I was not pleased about that and then the next day he got the waitresses at the venue that we were at he got her phone number and I was there oh and my god chat, like the whole group chat they're like wow like I wish that so-and-so was like flirting with me as much as he was with the waitress and I just liked the message because I was like mm. anyway we're still friends he felt bad about it because I guilt-tripped him so I kind of felt bad about that but also I was like I spent like so much time painting this cooler for you because you had to paint coolers so that you can bring everything that you need on the trip with you and I I'm not very artistic, so it took me a while. Um, and I was like, sir, I put in all this time and all this effort for you. I bought all the alcohol. Like, granted, you paid for my trip. But I was like, that is, like, so rude. Like, you just didn't say anything to me. Like, you're just going to do that? So that was rough. But now we're still friends, so that's good. I, I actually completely forgot about the coolers. The coolers are very, yeah. Wow, I can't believe that still goes on, actually. <laughs> No, I can't believe you got the numbers of the waitress and all these other also that also that yeah (laughs) I'm still stuck on that yeah that was that was that was was so like did you address it in that moment Uh when you saw or like what was his reaction when you were like so I'd had a little talk about you know respect because it was embarrassing for me because I'm like people are associated together right and so I was like it's regardless if we came as friends or not like gotta be like Kind of, yeah, I don't know. At least be treat subtle. you as a date. Kind of also, it. if it's not explicitly stated that you're going as friends, then like I feel like one can assume there could be potential, right? I know. Mm-hmm. Even, like, even if like, you ask me anything, even but, if you're, even if it is stated, like, hey, we're just friends, but like I'm taking you on, like, then go and get someone's number, be like somewhere else, not in front like, of like everyone. Yeah, because then it looks like yeah. they, it looks like they're together. Number one, yeah. nobody's gonna know if they're friends or you know if they're dating. Yeah. And then it's embarrassing, like yeah, him yeah. getting a girl's number right in front of you. Oh, well, the same night, this other girl wanted, like, was into him, which is good for him, pop off, I guess. 
but she was like asked me she straight up asked me like oh are you guys hooking up I was like ma'am I've never met you before in my life even if we were that's not your business like what what do you think is gonna happen here it was so odd but um yeah I said to me I was like hey like remember a little conversation about respect yesterday he's like oh was that not respectful and I was like no it wasn't um we all said we're friends now like we we worked it out but I I have so in my presentation that I was talking about earlier um I have two sections so I have D1 athletes as one section um and I have frat men that being their biggest like characteristic and then I also looking ahead that being their biggest characteristic (laughs) one of them uh in the D1 athletic section had never met him before okay like we met on tinder over the summer the timing never works out like he's international so he went back to his like hometown like for an extended period of time and I was still in LA um after I came back from New York and then beginning of the year rolls around and we're like oh my god like maybe we'll meet up whatever super nice dude we meet at this party of his like his team right he says one thing to me you're a lot shorter in person than I thought and then I'm like ah, oh hey. like okay walks away right like he, we hug say hello and then he says that to me and then he goes and finds some other people because he's at his teammates house like whatever and like later we're walking out of the function I haven't seen him since and he's like making out with another girl I'm like oh okay good for you babes good for you you like y'all are gonna get a giggle out of this so one of my best friends is on the soccer team and the women's soccer team and she that team like all the teams are close like women's lacrosse and men's water polo are like besties you know and like women's soccer and usc football are like best friends so she's friends with a lot of people so anytime i see a football player or someone dms me i'm like hey like what do we think about them like what do you know about them like that i should know because i want to be briefed i want to know I think we matched on Tinder. See, I have a lot of dating app stories, honestly. Um, <laughs> and she, I'm like, hey, like, what do you, do you know anything about him? She's like, oh, he's like a transfer. He's new. He seems nice, whatever. But like, this is what they're going to do. This is the formula. He's going to text you. You're going to keep texting. It's going to be good. And then he's going to call you and ask to come over. Like clockwork, he does that. And she was like, he's going to expect you guys to like hook up, but like, you don't have to, if you don't want to, but like, that's what he's going to expect. So he comes over, we don't hook up. I like, we just sleep in the same bed. Cause I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not like other girls. Anyway, yeah. he leaves in the morning. Cause he's practice, of course, whatever. And I tell her and she's like, oh, that's like weird, but like, that's good. Like, I'm glad that he wasn't normal. Like the other ones. Cause some of them like are kind of, they kind of suck. So anyway, all is normal. He always is asking me, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And it like, it's kind of stressful almost, you know? Cause I was like, fuck, like gotta do something. Um, <laughs> I didn't because, and I told him that I was like, you're literally stressing me out right now. Like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Like I can't all the time. He's like, I just want to get to know you. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, no, no, you don't. Anyway, I see him at this party and like, we, we go to the bathroom and he pulls out his, you know, hmm. And he's like, name it. Like, it's yours. You <gasps> he did not. Oh, my oh, God. No. I'm not kidding. I've still never hooked up with him. Um, and now I see him on the field and I get excited because I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of have a lot of stories. It's kind of bad. My, like, issue is I'm really bad at keeping people around. Like, I don't know how to keep people interested. And so, like, it's kind of sad. But, like, also I'm at the age where, like, that's just normal. Like, people, like, you go for it and you move on and you just find someone else, which sucks. But 
you know, it's okay. <laughs> and I feel like this is not the age to be worried about anything that like may come because you're going to spend the next 10 years worrying about that, that like yeah. college, you might as well just have the best time because I think the rest of us just like spend our time missing college. <laughs> I literally wasted three years of college in a relationship that I ended when I graduated really? and I'm having major regrets. Yeah. Cause it, like, I kind of missed out on not even a hoe face, but just like, you know, other things that you can do, like go hang out with like guy friends or like just there's so much that you can't really do or it's not appropriate when you're in a relationship, especially at that age. Cause um, he was very like insecure. And like, if I, you know, didn't give him attention, it'd be a thing. So I kind of regret that. So while you're single and still in college and still young as hell, please fucking enjoy that. Like you have your youth, like fucking enjoy that. Live your life, get the best experiences out of college. And then like Lauren and Alejandro said, like you're going to have the rest of your life to fucking worry about finding your man. And on that note, Lizzie, thank you so much for being on Damsels today. We are so lucky to have had you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. It's an Thank absolute you. fucking pleasure, dude. Like, yeah. You're so fucking funny. Yes. I, I want to hear more wall. stories. Yes, but, please. Oh, I have more. The way yeah. I have more. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. I'm honored to be on. We um, love I, you. I love you guys. I'll we love you so much. Honestly, we appreciate so everything. Come on do. anytime. Yes. Oh, you guys. I love you. Mwah. All right, damsels, on this show, we talk all the time about how important peace of mind is. Because what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that is what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, come on, dating apps, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. And come on, let's be honest, how many devices are you using these days? With Nord's VPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. We love a deal. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% of your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Damsels, you don't want to miss out on this deal. I don't know about you, but the winter weather definitely takes a toll on my skin. But luckily, when I'm looking for something to leave it feeling satin smooth, I always look to Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing, so it nourishes my skin when I need it most, and hydration prevents dryness like none other. High-quality, nourishing ingredients balance my skin without stripping it or leaving any unwanted residue. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, that's the way dot com, and use code B-L-E-A-V for believe to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at the way dot com, code believe. 
All right, next up we have Stephen Van Dyke, author of People I've Met from the Internet. Super, super excited to have you on. Stephen, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, good. Why don't we just jump in and um, have you tell us about yourself, your relationship status? I'm Stephen. I'm recently single. I was in a nine-year relationship that just ended uh, two months ago. Oh, wow. And this is my book, People I've Met from the Internet. <laughs> it's a list of everyone I met in person from the internet from 1997 to 2009. Wow, amazing. I absolutely love how you vlogged meticulously so many stats behind each encounter. What are some of like the most memorable ones that come to mind? Where to begin? <laughs> well, I have a question in yes. particular. Um, you mentioned Nicholas Hernandez, and this struck my attention because you mentioned going to a library that had like a very specific way of categorizing books. Do you remember? Um, the Stephen program is how you mentioned it. What was the Stephen program about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I could read that, that whole annotation to you if you like. Perfect. Nicholas Hernandez drove from Phoenix. I drove from Albuquerque and we met in Flagstaff. I brought the family road atlas. I remembered our old road atlas had highlighter on each route we took on summer road trips. When we got the 1995 road atlas, my mother stopped highlighting because she decided it was superficial, like she was conquering those places just by driving through them. In a parking lot, I gave Nicholas head in his car and he was very forceful. Nicholas made me listen to punky electro clash and repeatedly grabbed me by my hair. Afterward, we snuck in a, into a hotel pool. Nicholas and I talked daily for a few months after that. He cried on the phone when I was leaving for Paris for a month and would be without my cell phone. Nicholas came to LA in July and we almost had sex in his hotel room. We were on the bed and he was drunk telling me about fashion designers. Later, Nicholas Hernandez moved to San Francisco, and when I visited him there, we went to the Prelinger Library, a private collection organized not by genre or author, but by the likelihood that your interest in one book would lead you logically to the next. We liked every book we found. That night, Nicholas fucked me for less than a minute on a bunk bed and then fell asleep during the act. <laughs> After a day of not talking about the sex, I mentioned it in passing. And Nicholas responded like I had told a strange, uncomfortable joke. A few weeks later over the phone, I described in detail what I remembered of the incident and Nicholas denied it completely and said he didn't believe me. We never talked about it again. I encouraged Nicholas to apply to CalArts where I was currently doing an MFA. He applied and was accepted. Nicholas wanted a place to stay, so I offered my living room and he moved in. He moved back to the Bay Area when the semester ended because he said he couldn't afford CalArts anymore. After that, we sometimes referred to his LA days as his time in the Stephen program. Whoa. Wow. Why? Do you think he really didn't remember because he was drunk or was he just like playing? Embarrassed? embarrassed? Yeah. I think he was drunk. Okay. I think he was so drunk that he like was blackout, pass out drunk. I think what was confusing is that at the time I didn't perceive him that way. 
And so it's like, oh, I mean, I don't know if you're that drunk, how could you like stick your dick into a butthole? Like for real, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make no sense. I'm assuming you're using like uh, different names, right? Yes. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 you said his name. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah, no, there's there's that feeling that like, how is this gonna affect real people? We definitely thought about that a lot. So what inspired you to write this book? Oh, um, well, a lot of things. I guess I was thinking about like, oh, I met all these people. What does it mean? Like mm -hmm. other people, like by the time I even started, uh, to conceive of this book when I was in my mid-20s. You know, other people already were like, who were my age, were already married with babies. So it's like, what's my life about? And what do you think you took away after writing the book and now having it in the world? I think something that I hoped to communicate through the book is just that like living life itself is meaningful and that all of these uh, times and events are a life and it's just not the same shape that we were told it should be. I just read a play that kind of validates what you're talking about that talked about how life is a compilation of short stories and it's funny thinking about that quote in comparison with your story too because that's sort of what you illustrate. Right and the book isn't full of horror stories. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very feel-good. It's I don't know if feel good is the right word, but uh, it's- To me, there were pieces that were really nostalgic. I mean, we were joking before you came on about like how like sometimes I feel like such a boomer when it comes to certain things, but seeing the mention of like MSN and AIM and even oh like J.com. <laughs> seeing things like that just really like, I, I loved that about your book where it just like brought me back to these moments, which is like, oh my God, like I remember- at a certain age, like, indulging in yeah. certain chat rooms and things and connecting with people that I probably shouldn't have been, but I learned a lot about myself and them in the process. It's funny how like early internet uh, stuff is still here. All the funny scenes and problems that came up that I tried to capture still happen, but now there's just like, we, ha we have more rules, we have, ways of making sense of how to navigate those situations like we've all I don't know there's me you know it's been memefied um mm -hmm. we all can picture like what it looks like to show up at some guy's apartment and like back then it was like I don't know like oh here I am what <laughs> I don't know what happens like nobody has ever said so there was some excitement and creativity uh, involved like what will we do like is this a date is this a hookup um, and now it's like I said no hookups like <laughs> yeah. or or I said no strings attached right so well I want to say it's really brave of you to sort through those yeah. memories and and kind of relive them while writing about them and having like a different perspective on it and you know like going into it with like an open mind like these are things that happened to me and I'm going to write about it and I'm going to share the, like share these stories with the world. Um, because it, there are other, obviously there's so many people going through the same, not the same, but similar experiences with homophobia and just dating stories in general. And it's 
really nice or comforting that they'll read your book and be like, oh shit, like I'm not alone, you know? So that's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. I'm curious. You mentioned uh, having broken up with your boyfriend of, was it, did you say nine years? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be writing a book about that experience either during, after, before? Probably. I probably need a lot of time. The thing I'm working on now includes a little bit of it, but yeah, I think like when, when looking back, people have families and children, but those of us who don't and won't, we also have this creative energy. You know, you create a, a being, a person, like what is, what is the creativity of your life if it's not this traditional idea that we even see as a biological imperative Maybe it's through our creativity. Maybe it's through making sense of the fact that we have gone on lots of dates. It was hard to maybe grasp and embrace that maybe this is my baby. Like this is what yeah. this is what I did instead. Oh so, yeah. And that's a queer thing too. And it's also, you know, a lot of women aren't having children. So it's like what what do we do? And I think that that makes them queer in some ways. Um, so what do we do instead? We have to channel our um, our arrows. We have to channel our um, creative energy into something and make and make sense of that. I love yes. everything about that. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, that's fucking cool. So when can we expect to see uh, this next publication? Yeah, I think I'll be pregnant for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so, so, so much again for coming on. And we hope to have you back on the podcast for a fuller episode. Yes. And congratulations to you for being so accepting on so many versions of yourself. You know, I feel like so many of us, like it's hard to look back at certain parts of our life and we cringe and regret, but I think it's just so impressive and so courageous as Osh was saying that you have so much acceptance in your life. Thanks. I am going to go out and buy a copy of this book because I want yes. to know about these stories. Uh, and we'll put a link with the episode. Yeah. Oh, and I'll be doing excerpts on TikTok of it soon. Hey. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It was lovely talking to you all. Okay, everybody, we have a very special guest today. We have the man, the myth, the legend, (laughs) Brian. Now, listeners, you may have heard much about Brian from all of my trials and tribulations and stories of success. So thank you, Brian, for joining us today. Yeah, longtime listener, first time (laughs) caller, really excited to be part of this. I've heard many of these have been here from the jump. So I, I'm excited. I finally got an invite. It only took me four years, five years. I don't know how long. <laughs> just two, just two. Brian, we always hear such amazing stories through Lauren of how your relationship is evolving over time. And while that is super admirable and always beautiful to hear, I am curious, do you have any interesting stories as a bachelor or from your bachelor life? Yeah, no, there, there was a long time that I, I was pro-bachelor life. Um, I think oh, that, bachelor life, okay. Yeah. 
it's it's that not was his hashtag it was pro pro bachelor life also <laughs> i'd like to add on this always happens by the way that somebody asks brian a question and then i go to answer for him but i'm gonna, gonna stop i'm gonna cut <laughs> Lauren's off. mic mute her mic mute her mic can, I just, can no. I just say one thing though that brian's just one thing brian brian we were just talking about screen names and i just can you please tell the listeners what your screen name was yeah smith skizzle that's a lie. It was you get to party. I can have multiple screen names. I have multiple well, screen names. The best names. one well, was you get to party. Yeah, I know that was what you're going at right there, but I wanted to make you work for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Very good part of relationships. Okay, uh, yeah, there you go. Answer the damn question. I don't know. You have three more things you want to say? <laughs> yeah, so I know I was pro bachelor life for a while all throughout college. I think just the college lifestyle, being part of the Greek life and just like what they show in the movies, they don't really promote healthy relationships in college. You don't see like Van Wilder and they're like, oh yeah, he had a really good long-term relationship. It went really well throughout college. Uh, so I definitely like to explore the bachelor life throughout college. We've all heard Lauren's version of your meet you and how you guys met. I want to know your version of how you met Lauren what you thought of her, like, if, you know, like how you got her to be your girlfriend, just like the whole process. Like, how did this happen? It was a long, drawn out process. Um, I don't know how much Lauren's gone into it <laughs> uh, on the podcast, <laughs> but it definitely was a, it was a long courting season of me not wanting to be courted. So that was part of the process. Uh, but no, I definitely chased Lauren. I thought she was smart, witty, uh, energetic. Um, so I, I met her in... You October. forgot beautiful, Don't... kind, caring, kind, empathetic. Uh, I met her. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I wasn't the most sober when I met her. So I, I re-met her a second time. That went really well the second time as well. And then we, we talked throughout my senior year. And I think I was just trying to kind of continue living that lifestyle my senior year. So I wasn't really ready for a relationship. And then we started dating, I think, a full year after that. So we had a full year of the not boyfriend and girlfriend, but still seeing each other all the time. And so it took me from a year to kind of shift the mindset that I was in to wanting to slowly sort of want to be in a relationship. I think a common mindset for a 22 year old guy. That's how old yeah. I was. And Brian, how would you say I finally won you over? With persistence. That's, I think mm. persistence is the key to life. It's, it's what I like to tell Lauren all the time. As you guys are going throughout the, the acting world, it's a little challenging. So you've got to be persistent for the things that you want in life. I love that. <laughs> you have some thoughts that nice. <laughs> Lauren? <laughs> no, no. I think that was a great answer. Um, I'm curious as to what your answer would be for what makes a long-lasting relationship. I mean, it's cliche, but communication and aligning on what you want. I think it's easy to have like conversations early on about what you want when you're in the honeymoon period. But I think it's important to check in and make sure that things are getting done. Like, are the dishes getting done the right way? Are the towels getting put away the right way? Lauren has a little bit of OCD. So I got to make sure that I put the towels in the right way. And I use my towels, not her towels. And I close <laughs> all the cupboards. So I think it's really important to figure out those little things for like a long lasting relationship. Because you have all like the gleeful fun. You go out to the dinners, you go on vacation, and that's easy. But I think it's kind of when you get down to living, you need to kind of figure out what is important to them and make sure you're doing those things. So we've heard from Lauren, you know, like I think the best thing that I'm taking away from your relationship is that you guys really understand each other really well. Um, like you mm -hmm. were just saying about, you know, her OCD and like how to navigate just 
being, you know, compatible for each other and that you, your communication is also key. Um, you're really great at that. What is your advice for um, young, single girls and guys out there who are, you know, trying to find their person or kind of just filtering through the bullshit of dating? Yeah, I, I don't know if I have the best advice for finding someone because um, I haven't been looking for someone for a long time. But I think the important thing when you're trying to identify if it's the right person or not is you don't want to have to change that person to be the person you want to be with. Like if they don't like to go out and like have a couple drinks, you don't really want to have to shift and make them. And you don't want to have to hide, have to hide like half your personality. Because I think if you have to do that and you have to conform and do that, like you're never going to be truly happy. You're going to always feel slightly held back. So make yeah. sure you're aligned on what your, what your future goals are. Make sure you guys, maybe like Lauren really likes plays. I really like sports. And like, it's give or take, but make sure you guys both like doing similar things um, because that'll help have a long-term and happy relationship because you're both want to continue to do things because you don't have to keep on faking something that you might not really like. Brian, um, I want you to touch on something because I think there's a lot of couples who are listening and, you know, not everybody has a picture perfect relationship and a lot of people go through hard times and conflicts. A conflict that we had recently um, was about me getting a dog. Uh, What advice would you offer to other couples who might be going through a difficult time and how do you compromise and overcome conflict? (laughs) Be willing to forgive. (laughs) (laughs) That's my opening answer right there. Lauren really wanted a dog. I didn't want a dog. Um, I expected, I accepted dog ownership recently. Uh, I think she's had the dog for nine months now and out. Proud dog dad. Um, dog dad. Nice word. Dog dad. dad. New title. Dog dad. I know. It's, it's still hard for me to say. I'm still new in this process. Uh, I think the important thing when like you have conflicts come up like that is like, you are going to kind of go through some turmoil and you'll definitely have to have back and forth conversation, but continuing the dialogue and like setting expectations of what's happening. I think the way we got through that is like, Lauren's like, all right, I'm going to take care of the dog for all of it. I'm the, the primary caretaker. I have these responsibilities. So if there's something that you're not necessarily that you want to do, the other person really wants to do it. If they're willing to kind of step up, put both feet forward and you get to keep living your same lifestyle, then I think you can accept it and be okay with it. And how do you feel about Ernie? Ernie's great now. It's nine months later when I was ready for him. Sometimes you're just not quite ready for greatness. Okay, Brian. So one thing that I have always really admired about you is how great you are in preparing women, particularly for interviews. As many people know, as I've talked about before, Brian and I have very different career paths, but to many of my friends and like close relatives, Brian's been really great in helping to prepare them for job interviews. So I'm curious what advice you would offer to women who are making a career shift or a career jump and also just to be confident in interview processes. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something that I've noticed kind of helping your friends and family members is they don't always um, have the confidence when they should. They have the skill sets, they have the knowledge, and they don't necessarily know how to project and speak in a business orientation and they'll go off maybe in tangents or they'll have the right answer and they just won't say it confidently. So I think a lot of it is just say it confidently, even if it's not quite right, people will respect that. And just a little deep dive on going through job interviews, you want to use the keywords and phrases that they, they use it. You also want to use examples when you're talking about it, and you want to think about questions that you can follow up on them with. So you want to have more than basic level questions. So going through all their social media, going through their LinkedIn, understanding what might be important to them. So if you see they have a charity, ask them about that charity. If it's on social media, 
It's probably something they care about and you can develop a, a personal connection with them and then go in confident and don't back down at it and ask for what you want is something that I've noticed a tendency for women not to always do, uh, which is a little unfortunate. Yeah. And advocate for themselves. I think you've talked about that mm-hmm. before, but like how important it is to be your number one fan. Brian, you were actually so great to have on and um, exceeded all my expectations. Wow. I'm glad I did not prep for this at all. I had, if anyone wants to know, I had about an hour heads up that this was going. I was at the gym. I was getting in a couple sets. I going to go have beer with the boys. And then Lala's like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? I'm like, sure. Um, what most of you don't know is that Brian's actually reading off a teleprompter and Lauren checks <laughs> out every single thing that he should be saying. Um, and if he goes off, you know, like off script, um, Lauren's going to call our editor and just, yeah. just take it off. no I actually didn't but what I think was so amazing about everything that you said is I feel like I have said variations of everything that you said previously so I was like wow we are aligned very good (laughs) I struggle reading scripts like I always mess up words so if I had a teleprompter it would be so hard for me to do it (laughs) (laughs) the scripts are hard enough yeah words are tough Okay, Brian, um, just to end on one final piece of advice, this is our Valentine's Day episode. You are our glimmer of hope to end this with. We started with some um, bad college stories. What advice would you give to the college girl who is afraid that she will never get a boyfriend? Guys mature very slowly, so I would just be patient. I think it's, it's, it, like girls definitely mature a lot faster in the spectrum. So I would just say, hey, in college, maybe they're not quite there, but I would not give hope on on all men that they will mature and they will get smarter as they kind of get more in their career get more focused at least that's what happened for me um so i would just kind of be patient and understand that males learn slower <laughs> i can respect that because i feel like i wasn't i don't i wouldn't consider myself less mature back then but i didn't have the ability to focus on a relationship by any means yeah. those years so for me, it was just like that, that. I couldn't even see that as part of my path for so long. But yeah. That's interesting, Alejandro. I actually um, never thought about that, I guess, because I just think of you so highly. <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, patience is a virtue and something that is necessary. But Brian, this was so dope. Oh, my God. I'm Thank so you. Happy. You were lovely, Brian. Thank you so much. We love you. And thank you for finally being a guest on Damsels in the DMs. I I appreciate it. As I said, longtime listener, first time talker. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) We might have to um, get a column going at some point if we get enough letters that are like the Ask Brian column. Oh, I'll pop on for the Ask Brian column. (laughs) Love that idea. Okay, anybody listening, if you have a question for Brian, you can... um, Add it to the Google form with the subject line, ask Brian. <laughs> yeah, expect a nice business response. I'll get you guys to send you a letter. I'll put it in, in MLA format. We'll be ready to go. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate you. All right. This is fun. Take care, y'all. We hope that this Valentine's Day spectacular was as fun for you guys as it was for us. Ooh, it was a doozy. Oh my goodness. It was intense. <laughs> this is great. It was salacious. It was everything I needed. Exactly. This is a great episode. I'm so happy we did this because Valentine's Day, honestly, for a lot of us, it's like, you know, not really a great 
holiday. I don't even think it yes. should be a holiday. Like celebrate love every day, you know, and not. Yes. It's really cool to like have this take because everybody and their mom in this world is celebrating Valentine's Day. Like, like all the stores have like thrown up with like hearts and and this and that. So it's really cool to have a change in scenery for this episode. You guys are gonna love it because it's real, real experiences, real people sharing their real stories, and I love it. I'm glad we could end with a little glimmer of hope because there's always hope. And um, yeah, no matter what, just make sure that you're taking care of yourselves out there. Hell yes. And it's, I mean, it takes so much courage to come on and talk about personal experiences like dating. Yes. We really celebrate everyone's courageousness. And hopefully we'll have many more letters written into us. The link is in our link tree on Instagram. If you're interested in submitting an anonymous letter, have, give us stories, ask us questions. We're here to help you. So, And as we mentioned, this is the season two finale. So we will be back with more episodes on March 14th. So if there is anything that you'd like to see, please message us as Alejandro mentioned, we now have an anonymous form. So if you don't want your identity attached to a question you may ask, please feel free to submit something on the Google form. And yeah, we're going to be starting to include more topics. So if there's any other topics that you'd really like us to address, like interview prep, um, trying to get your dream job, balancing career, um, lifestyle, mental health. Yes, anything that you'd be interested in, please let us know because we want to make sure that we're targeting anything that would be valuable to you all. And on that note... Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until March 14th. <laughs> it's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.